and welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also a host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Uh, I'm assuming you did because the Razorbacks didn't play and lose in some dramatic and disappointing and heartbreaking fashion. So your weekend was probably pretty all right. At least I would hope so. But appreciate everybody tuning in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. And, you know, we're, we're about halfway through the football season. And there's a big game against Kentucky coming up, which we'll talk about. We'll also get into some basketball stuff and some other things going on in college sports specifically. But starting with uh, this bye week and coming off of it and heading into Kentucky, you know, Chad Morris met with the media today and was discussing about some of the injury updates and what it looks like is that all of the players that Arkansas was fearful for them being out are going to be back and in some cases may even be back 100%. Guys like Trey Knox will be back for sure. You even have Colton Jackson being back. You got Traylon Burks being healthy. You got all your running backs being healthy. Nick Starkle being healthy. Uh, some of the defensive guys that are going to be healthy. Uh, I know most guys like, for instance, Bumper Pool. it was much needed for him to get as much much rest and to get uh, get healthy as possible. So he was a big. Uh, even Jordan Jones. Jordan Jones, who has been missing from the speed side of things, especially, they're expecting him back, Davion Warren back. I mean, just everybody that was really battling through some injury over the past few weeks, especially, looks like they're going to be back and back in full-fledged health, which is great. Because you're going to need it anytime you go up against an SEC opponent. And with Kentucky on their on their end, they have had injuries of their own, specifically at the quarterback position. Now, uh, it's, it's kind of up in the air. Because they have three quarterbacks that could have played, probably should have played, and this is or could play this weekend. Um, they have gone to their fourth string quarterback in some cases, which is a, a wide receiver named Lynn Bowden. But I don't think that he will play. In fact, I'd be pretty surprised if he ended up playing in this game against Arkansas just because it seems like with their bye week, as Kentucky had it at the same time, they should be fairly healthy with it. But just looking at uh, some of the guys that uh, they may have, of course, it's really going to be about Sawyer Smith. Sawyer Smith is probably going to be the quarterback that you're going to see if you're Arkansas. And that's not to take anything lightly because, listen, Arkansas, you you can be a team that's, oh, well, you know, the other team's got health issues. The other team's got quarterback issues. The other team will be just fine. Well, no. You're not good enough to be at that point. You're not good enough to find any team that you're going to be going up against to say, you know what, this one should be all right. This one should be good. This one should be easy. I don't care if the entire team is on their fourth string player and they're using nothing but walk-ons and they went to the intramural fields of their respective schools and drug up some frat guys that you know trying to live in their glorious past of playing in a 3A high school football team. I don't care who is on the team. You are not good enough to take anyone lightly. You are not good enough to overlook anybody. You are not good enough to think you're going to win just by showing up. That's just not where you are at. So I'm hoping that Arkansas uses this opportunity coming up against Kentucky to be able to have everybody rested up, have everybody healthy, but to be able to truly execute a game plan against an opponent that, honestly, you should probably beat. Kentucky's not a good football team. Now, where their strengths are at are in the trenches. They have a really good offensive line. I mean a really good one. 
And that's really what's kept them in some of these games, specifically the Florida game. They have really good offensive line. They also have a pretty solid defensive line. But besides that, it's really it. Skill position guys offensively has not been bringing it very effectively. You've had some guys, especially in the secondary, that have been unable to stop big plays, especially on third and long. It's been something that Kentucky has struggled with this year. So you have a lot of different elements to this team that shows their weaknesses. And this is why it should be blood in the water for Arkansas. Because you do have your guys healthy once again. You do have your healthy quarterback. You do have offensive pieces and offensive guys that can really kill opponents. You have all of that. Now you just got to go out and execute the game plan and execute all the things that you've been trying to do all season long by putting it together for four quarters. That's what this game is going to be all about. And I just want to make sure that it's not fool's gold against Texas A&M. I want to make sure that whatever we saw against Texas A&M, whatever good feelings you may have had from Texas A&M, whatever you thought that this team might be and might be able to build upon against Texas A&M is not just fool's gold, that it's actually real. Because as we've seen in previous years, that Arkansas-Texas A&M game, even though it was close, even though Arkansas looked good, even though Arkansas had no business being in the game, it always ended up being a close game which had no impact on the rest of the year. It meant nothing. Arkansas was close in the game last year, meant nothing. Nothing. It's the same way in the year before that and the same way in the year before that and in all the other years that Arkansas and A&M have been playing each other in Arlington. A minute all the time. So can you go out against Kentucky and prove that this is not just a rare occasion, that this is not just a flash in the pan, that you're actually a team that is good enough to play in the SEC and to beat an SEC opponent in Kentucky that you have better matchups against? It's going to be a tough one, and I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. I'm not. But if Arkansas is going to win an SEC game this year, it is going to have to be against Kentucky the rest of the way. I said it against Ole Miss. That was the one. True. But that's gone. You lost that one. Now you got to move on to your next best chance, which is Kentucky. They do not have a quarterback. They are struggling to find quarterbacks. This is just blood in the water for you if you're an SEC team. This is what you should want if you're an SEC team, to be going up against a team that is injury-driven beyond belief, that's over in the SEC, that has not looked good offensively. That's what you want. But what you want and what you get, unfortunately, are two different things, very different things. And if you're Arkansas and this weekend against Kentucky, if you don't bring it, if you don't feel like you're going to have the confidence to go in and win and worry about nothing else but just going in and taking care of business and winning that game, then it's not going to be easy, folks, and it's not going to happen. I believe Arkansas can win this game. I really do. In fact, when it comes down to picking Arkansas in this game, I may just pick them. But for right now, they have to worry about themselves and not beating themselves. And if they execute their own game plan, they'll beat Kentucky. They'll get their first SEC victory. And if they don't, we're back to square one once again, talking about another loss next week on the podcast, which I really, really don't want to do. But I will have to do it if it ends up happening. We'll see how it happens. I know it's not it's not fun to talk about, folks. But you know what's also not fun, not easy to talk about? It's erectile dysfunction. It's not easy. 
Usually, you just brush it off and you blame yourself, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or just avoid it altogether with excuses. I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. You know, all those different excuses and reasons that you try to come up with to justify yourself. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real doctor that can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all of the comfort and privacy in your own home. The doctor will work with you to give you the best treatment plan, and if your medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com locked can complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take, get it taken care of. Just go to getroman.com slash locked and to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash locked for a free visit just to get started. Once again, getroman.com slash locked. Let's talk some basketball here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. For those of you who were able to make it out to Barnhill on Saturday for the great red-white event that uh, was honoring not only uh, Eddie Sutton, but Nolan Richardson, both with Team Eddie and Team Nolan, got to see a little bit of the team and the nostalgia. Uh, I was there. I was there, and it's amazing to me how simple things simple little window dressings can make fans get so much more excited and so much more pumped up for the upcoming season for basketball. I mean, it is, to me, that's the craziest thing about it. It's just small things. And I'm not trying to put, you know, any sort of limit on what they're able to do or trying to discredit what they're trying to do. But when you have a game in Barnhill and you have videos being put up, you have former players there, you have both Eddie Sutton and Nolan Richardson there, you have some old school uniforms being worn by the practice team there. I mean, it's just, those are just cool things, really cool things, things that I wish Arkansas would do more of. And the amount of fans that showed up, which I would say was about 7,000 roughly, uh, just going off of what I saw from Barnhill. I know that they had some uh, actual attendance number that they put out, but folks, it was not that. It, there, it was about three quarters full at Barnhill. Uh, but it was a great crowd nonetheless. It was a beautiful day on, on Saturday, and it was a great crowd. And you didn't really get to see much as far as, oh, who looks good, who doesn't look good. Because let's be honest, it's a practice. It's a practice. We're talking about practice, as Alan Iverson used to say. Uh, and, yeah, we were talking about practice. And, you know, as far as my takeaways from it all, here are what I would say that I got uh, actually out of the whole thing. I was able to see exactly, first off, how Musselman approaches practice, how he approaches scrimmaging, and how he approaches uh, not only him as a coach, but while he lets his assistant coaches in the roles that they play. Very vocal across the board. Assistant coaches were very vocal. Merrick Musselman was very vocal. There was a lot of teaching moments. There was a lot of pushing. There was a lot of yelling as far as, not, not necessarily yelling at players or anything, just volume-wise. Very passionate, very intense, very detailed-oriented uh, for his basketball team. And I thought that that was fantastic. And this is not a slide against Mike Anderson in the previous regime, but you just never felt like practice was where the games were won. You just never felt like practice was where th that that was the go time for Mike Anderson and this team. That was really when the great things that happened. You never felt that way. 
honestly, a lot of cases and a lot of times you felt like under Mike Anderson, the reason you had successes was just because of superior play by individual players, not necessarily the game plan that was put into place. And again, I'm not trying to discredit Mike Anderson because Mike Anderson did a lot of great things. But there were certain things that he was lacking that kept Arkansas from taking that next step. And that's what you're hoping that Eric Musselman can do in filling in these gaps. You're hoping that he can take play calling, plays, sets, and instill those and make them effective and during games. You're hoping that he can be able to be so detailed on the minor things that the rest of it falls into place. You're hoping that he can apply his strengths as a coach to the strengths of his players and their ability and make it all work. You're hoping that he can recruit at a national level, get four or five-star guys, get a few of those guys to make immediate impacts, even if it's in the transfer portal. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you should be expecting. And that's what I think Eric Musselman is going to be able to do. You can just tell by when he's watching these practices, I know people are going to say, you said that about Chad Morris too. No. Chad Morris understood recruiting and how that's, that's the it factor for Chad Morris. He understands that recruiting is everything. He's got to get the other stuff on the field first, but he understood recruiting is everything. Eric Musselman gets all of it. He gets coaching. He knows how to coach. He's coached at every level, and he's been good at it. He knows how to recruit. He knows basketball. The guy loves basketball. The guy loves film. He loves watching film and breaking down other teams and their weaknesses. That's huge, and that's something that is so important and so vital in the game of basketball that gets overlooked because everyone's like, hey, well, you just if you go out and get five stars, you'll be fine. Well, true. If you get at five-star talent, if you're able to get McDonald's All-Americans all the time, then, yeah, you're going to be a good basketball program based on talent alone. But it's those small things that are able to separate you from just being a good football or a good basketball program to being a great basketball program. And Eric Musselman has the coaching ability that if he's able to get the big-time recruits in, then he will be able to get big-time success and results based on his coaching ability. That's kind of what I gather from talking with people, from talking with people in practice, from talking with players. They believe in him because this guy, man, he knows what he's talking about. And that should be something that should be very fortunate for Razorback fans to have. The other thing is seeing Connor Vanover which at this point in time, he's not eligible to play this season, which is really a shame because if he's able to play this season, that, man, that's big time. That's huge. I mean, huge. That, I don't I don't know if you're going to go from only winning 17 games to 25 games with Connor Vanover. I doubt that's going to be the case. But what you can be is you can be a team that maybe is a borderline NIT team to for sure making the NIT, maybe even sneaking into the NCAA tournament, just because if you have a seven foot three guy that can help rebound and shoot threes like he can, which is all about spacing, he can cause that space. That is just a threat that you can't really find anywhere. I mean, folks, how many seven foot three guys do you know that can step out and shoot threes and shoot threes effectively? I don't know many. And Connor Vanover can do that. Now, there's more to basketball than just those two things. But having the threat and the element of just those two things can go a long, long way. So that's the great thing about Eric Musselman and this team is that they have some elements that they can put together, they can work together, and they can make fans really be excited about it if Vanover can get eligible. I don't know when we're going to hear about it. Hopefully this week. I mean, time's running down. It's kind of annoying that no one's heard anything. 
I doubt he gets eligible. I really do. But if he does, get your season tickets now, folks. May not be the best team Arkansas has ever fielded, but it's certainly going to be an exciting team to watch. And in a lot of cases, especially in year one of a coach, that's what really matters. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know, I love a good scandal. I love a good story. I love to be able to make fun of people that uh, I don't really care for, I don't really like, or I just like to see them squirm a little bit because I'm sick like that. Uh, But this whole story with Kansas and Jeff Long and Snoop Dogg has been one of the best stories and the most funniest stories I've, I've seen in sports so far this year. And in case you didn't know, uh, Kansas basketball had their little midnight madness, quote-unquote, if you want to call it. That's similar to what Arkansas did with their Barn Hill, their opening practice. Well, basketball is a very big deal up in Kansas, you know, this just in. And it was a big deal to a lot of the fans to see Snoop Dogg was going to be performing. Like, how cool is that? Snoop Dogg coming to town. It's Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. That's awesome. Well, Snoop Dogg's fine. But I remember when it was announced that he was coming, I was like, so he's coming to a basketball event. And uh, from what I remember, when I saw him at the U of A back in 2010, wasn't very family friendly. Maybe it's a student concert or something like that. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Well, it wasn't. He played after the game and after the practice, but a lot of people stayed back. Say, hey, look, it's Snoop Dogg. Why not stay? Hang out. Well, apparently part of the performance there for Snoop Dogg is uh, bringing in stripper poles. That's right, stripper poles. They brought in stripper poles onto the court and had ladies dancing on them with little clothing, tight clothing. Apparently that wasn't a very family-friendly atmosphere. You know, I, I just read the read the report that apparently families don't care to having stripper poles at their basketball events. Who would have guessed? But uh, it, it's it's hilarious to see that happen and then Kansas having to apologize, Jeff Long coming out and apologizing. It's just all a big mess. And I sit back and I'm just like, what did y'all expect when you booked Snoop Dogg for a concert? I mean, have you read his lyrics? Have you heard his songs? Have you seen his music videos? I mean, for crying out loud. It wasn't like he was going to come in there and tell kids to stay in school and make sure you read your books. It's Snoop Dogg. That's what cracks me up is not only did they like did they have Snoop Dogg there, and then the sports course, the people that are outraged are over the top about it as it is, because I think it was a little blown out of proportion. But it was funny more so than anything because, again, it's Snoop Dogg. Like, if you were having... Pretty, a country concert there, and they brought in stripper poles. Okay, I can understand you being a little surprised by that. You know, if you have Luke Bryan coming in, and then he has stripper poles, you're like, okay, this was not what we were thinking, and I don't even get that. I understand that. But when you bring in Snoop Dogg, <laughs> the guy that was singing about gin and juice and murder was the case that they gave me, you know, ain't nothing but a G thing. I mean, this read those lyrics, see those music videos, and you'll probably get an idea of who Snoop Dogg is. But the fact that you were surprised and shocked that this happened and you had to apologize. Eh, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all, you idiots. 
what you think was going to happen. It's just so dumb, but so hilarious at the same time. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 